a question, the question is about um, the, the idea within the Gaudiya Vaishnavism of souls, if you will, to use a, a, a Western um, term, and, um, and the idea that there are different types. Um, and so just to be very broad about it, to start with, the, the, the question itself is rather um, narrow or deep, I should say, but to start out in a, in a, from a broader um, perspective, uh, one of the ways in which um, Hinduism and its idea of the Atma or the soul it can be differentiated from uh, the Western notions of the soul um, is worth uh, pointing out. And um, you may be aware that in the Bhagavad Gita, for example, there is mention of the uh, idea that a sattvic influence and uh, of influence of, of clarity and so forth, um, of perspective and ability to discriminate very finely, hmm, results in being able to differentiate between this atma, consciousness, and, and matter. And then there are rajasic conceptions, so to speak, of the soul as well. That's more like you might hear the body, mind, soul, kind of a uh, a um, Thomasic, to use a Christian, a Catholic uh, term. You in, amongst the Catholics, you have the Thomists, for example, or uh, or to go back f- further, but still remain in 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 the West, uh, Aristotelian kind of perspective as opposed to a Platonic. Platonic idea is is much more like the the Hindu Vedanta idea hmm? that there is substance ontological substance that's different from the physical um, stuff. Um, Aristotle's idea is is more like kind of that that soul gets mixed up with the body and the mind and so forth. So that would be more of a rajasic idea. You have your, uh, to look at it um, from a musical point of view, Beethoven was a great religious-minded composer, but uh, it would appear that he had a rajasic conception of the soul, nonetheless, at the same time. Just So um, you might get a different result from... For example, listening to that kind of music. Um, so, souls, different ideas and different religious traditions, uh, right? Even within Hinduism, of course, there are different ideas. The Vaishnava idea, basically, within all the Vaishnava traditions, that there is atma. It's an individual atma. It's like a like a miniature satellite of the big atma, the paramatma. Whereas in, in the Advaita school of Shankar, you have this idea that the individual so atma is an illusion, 
and there is something called Brahman that the Atma is actually one with. So, so there's different ideas about the soul, but but one um, of the ways in in which uh, we might distinguish between the typical Eastern and Western uh, sense is when, for example, you might be asked, and I've said this before, do you believe in a soul? For us, it's like asking, do you believe in consciousness? And nobody asks, do you believe in consciousness? But there are different definitions of what consciousness is. Hmm? So we have a particular definition of it. Hmm? And, um, and the Atma is constituted of consciousness as per our definition, right? Hmm? And it's distinguished, uh, it's ontologically different from the physical and the psychic or the mental um, realm. It's the seer, it, it's the witness, um, it, uh, it has a number of different qualities and so forth. We then, within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, further refer to it as tatasta, right? So tatasta, tata means like the beach. So as you know, it's refers to the line that demarks water from the sand or the land, which is one that you can kind of see from a distance or on a, on a map, but you can't put your finger on it. This is a very... Um, if you just understand the word, tatasta, there's, there's much to be had from from that. In other words, if, if you can't put your finger on that line, it means that, that this atma, tatasta jiva, another way of talking about Jeev Shakti is is something that that is not that doesn't really exist independent of 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 the influence of in the analogy land or water there's an attempt and it's 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 made by Jeeva Goswami and it's worth making to isolate what is this Atma independent of the land, let's say the Maya Shakti, and independent of the water, the Sarup Shakti. Hmm? And so he, he'll talk about it, its qualities, and so forth. But in the context of talking about its qualities, its nature, one has to talk about the fact that it that it inherently lends itself to... Um, what do I say? Uh, it has a nature that lends itself to nurture. So, so you understand the point. It's inherent in the jiva, the tasta jiva, that it, in its constitution, its constitution is such, its nature is such that it lends itself to nurture. Nurture means the influence of the land or the maya shakti in this analogy, or the water, the srup shakti, bhakti. So can you really define it independent of either of those influences? We see that we understand from the from the scriptures that karma is beginningless. So we've always been influenced by the land, hmm? nurtured by by the land, hmm? right? And you could become in, nurtured by the water through good association, leave the land forever, but you're never going to get out of the influence, and you wouldn't want to, of course, of the water, of, or of bhakti, of, this, of the internal power, that uh, shakti, a power, energy that drives the leela, 
the Maya Shakti is kind of driving the 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 the, the, the play, if you can call it that, of the world. I mean, we're in the driver's seat, but you know, we, we turn on the ignition, but then you know, we fell asleep or something with our foot on the wheel, something like that. So the, the car, in this analogy, is 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 driving. If a prakriti kriyamani gunai kamarani sarvasa, a hunkara vimudatma, kartahamiti maniti. From one vantage point, you could say matter is driving everything. Hmm. Right? There, the jiva thinks it's doing things that actually the material nature is doing. Of course, you look at another side. The Gita says, "Apareya mitvastanyam prakritim vidime param jiva bhuta mahabahu yajitam dayate jagat yajitam daryate jagat." The jagat, the world, is being driven by the jiva. So it's really a combination of the two. As I've given the example before, if a person sits down and turns on the television, well, it's, he's pretty much required for the television to to work, but then it could take over. His life or her life, right? Hmm. So, it's just this word tatasta is very um, telling, if you will, hmm. because it's, so, so that it, it's a somewhat of a useful exercise. But if we look carefully, we see to to try to examine what is the jiva independent of the Maya Shakti or the jiva Shakti. What are we? Well, we're not independent. There is a condition that we are kind of independent. What would that be? Brahmasayuja, which the Gaudi is referred to as spiritual suicide. Hmm. And I don't think that you can say that in Brahman, the, the, dip, the uh, I want to say, uh, indeterminate feature of the Absolute that is a, that is a, 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 a devoid of differentiation, qualities, uh, variety, just consciousness, Brahman. Hmm. You can't say anything about it. It's just, it, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's uh, um, indeterminate. So, 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 um, I would not say that it's, com- it's, it's, a, it's a manifestation of the absolute in which there's absolutely no shakti of Bhagavan. I mean, it's not operative and and moving things and causing differentiation and so forth, as that internal shakti does in Vaikuntha, in Goloka, it makes for movement, the qualities of Bhagavan and uh, leelas and form and so forth. Um, but... Um, it's kind of like maybe latent there and turned turned off or, or something like that. So, can we exist independent of either of these shaktis? Well, even to enter into Brahman, just to just to play this out a little bit, you need the influence of the internal shakti. You, without without something from that side, you can't enter there. Hmm? Right? There's nothing we can do on this side unto itself or ourself that can get us in the door. Yeah, I gave this story the other day of the guy who gave five dollars at the at the church and then he passed then he you know, he didn't give his whole life, right? And and then he was told you should give, so he gave five bucks one day and he, and he thought, Okay, I'm absolved now and then he went out and got run over by a truck. 
right after he gave five dollars. So then he went to the pearly gates of heaven, and he and Peter and Paul came to the door, and they said, uh, "Okay, well, what, what's your name?" They got the big book, you know, see if his name's in the book. He gives his name, and then they say it's not in the book. And he said, we, "You know, there's something wrong here because I just gave five bucks at the church, and I didn't do anything after that, you know." So there's got, there's got to be a place for him here. Go ask God, you know. There's probably a page missing or something. For so they went back and they asked God, and, they, and he and uh, God said, "No, his, his name's not in the book." And then so Paul says, "Well, you know, the guy said he, you know, he, he he just gave five bucks in the church this morning. You know, he didn't do anything else, and then he got he got run over by a truck. And God said, um, give him his five bucks back and tell him to go to hell.' <laughs> so." It's on his terms that we'll enter there, hmm? right? Hmm. And uh, nothing from this world has purchasing power for real estate on that side. That which is derived from the gunas of Maya cannot uh, afford us power to purchase land in the near guna, hmm? the sacred geography of the Dom. We need... We, you may even get a passport hmm, with with very refined sattvic intelligence. You can come to experience that you are the Atma. Jivan Mukta. In this body, but liberated. The body may be going on with its Prabhda Karma, just playing itself out, and you're not plugged into that just watching it and so in the world so to speak but not of it self-realized you can arrive at this position and Sanatana Goswami making an argument that you cannot get mukti of any form without bhakti in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita in the course of making the argument he, he says because he, he places the argument the devotional scriptures are arguing for bhakti and the gyan scriptures are arguing for the efficacy of, of gyan. How can you say that gyan can't give mukti? And so, and so forth. And so in, in the end, or well, kind of, not at the end, but at a, at a certain point in the, in the discussion, there's admission on the part of the bhakti shastras. Yes, well, okay. You can get self-realization without bhakti. That's true. Keep pushing on it. Okay, okay. you can get self-realization without bhakti, by jnana, like a Socratic self-realization, thinking about it deeply so that you stop thinking and so forth. Very fine, fine discrimination, right? Hmm? Um, and just as he like seems to like give in and the jnanis are feeling energized, then Sanatana makes the point and says, but so what? It's like if you almost won the lottery, but you were just one number off, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's it. You didn't make it, period. It doesn't matter if you were one number off or one half number off. Hmm? Go back to square one, you know. So we almost won. You know, that doesn't go too far. Another way to look at it is, you lost. 
You lo- we only lost by one point. Yeah, yeah, you lost. So it, then they just cave in, you know. Then he comes on further with the argument as to the efficacy of, uh, of bhakti. So point being that you can't enter into Brahma Sayuja without the influence of bhakti. Hmm? So to some extent her influence extends, I'm saying, into that realm, even though the shakti internal Shakti of Krishna is not operative in an undifferentiated, indeterminate feature of the Absolute. That is the the goal of some transcendentalists. We have to appreciate the fact that that in our from our perspective, which is I would refer to as a theistic perennialist perspective, which means we acknowledge other traditions that are ego-effacing in nature and have produced mystics hmm, um, that um, they have um, and, and and they have some um, in a generic sense bhakti in, in them they're grace driven or grace inclusive um, and not opposed to grace or you know, uh, bhakti, um, and they've got results. You kind of judge by the results. This to us says that these are valid traditions, but their trajectory into transcendence is different. It's common. It's common ground, ego-effacing and liberated, but the nature of the liberated experience is uh, is determined by the process or the method by which you approached it. Because the methods are similar in many ways, but also different in significant ways, the result is different. Just like within our tradition, we have Vaidhi Bhakti that can bring you reverential love of God, and you can go to Baikuntha and think that Krishna is an avatar of Narayan. Hmm? And you can be right in that in that place. They think like that. Hmm? Or you can do the engage in Rag Bhakti and go to Golok and think Krishna is too Bhagavan Swayam. Hmm? And have a different experience. The experience has many common. It's liberated, so it's this commonality between them, common ground, but they're different because the approaches are slightly nuanced. Hmm? So this this acknowledges then saints and other traditions and so forth, and and um, and 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 a variegated nature to transcendence, which may reflect itself in human society in different cultures. Hmm? And so, the, so the, the, the cultural features of the practice that are included in the practice hmm, don't necessarily have to be something that's done away with altogether, but they're reflections of that and partial, near darshan, partial um, expressions of that which they're pursuing. So, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, from that point of view, what what the Catholic saints will experience, I don't know, you know, angels with wings, you know, we got people with four heads, so, you know, it's, uh, and, uh, and and so on. It's why not, hmm? right? The faces of God are asankhya, un- uncountable. Hmm? 
And if they're uncountable and they're different and variegated and transcendence is variegated, then and they express themselves and impress themselves on the world, hmm, then the cultures that course have some correspondence with them. Hmm, so this is a kind of a theistic perennialist uh, perspective that, 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 that is different than perennialism that's not theistic, which says all these traditions are great. They're different cultural ways of trying to talk about and express things that are beyond culture, beyond language, and ultimately all end up in indeterminate, undifferentiated Brahman. And all the cultural things are left behind, and, and so forth. That view of perennialism is basically uh, Advaita Vedanta, hmm? which seems to be all accommodating, but it says, well, the bhaktas, they do it like this, and the jnanis, the yogis, they do it like this, all good. But it all ends up in Brahman. Hmm? Meanwhile, the devotees don't think that their idea is not to end up in Brahman. <laughs> so it's not really embracing what 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 what, what they're talking about at, at all. It's not accommodating at all. Hmm? You understand? Um, whereas this theistic perspective of perennialism accommodates the ideal, the, the practices and the ideals also in transcendence because it posits a, a variegated nature to transcendence. So there can be the Jesus Loka, there can be Narayan, Sabod, and, and Nadahari, and Matsya Loka, and, uh, and, uh, and who knows, what else? I mean, it's uncountable, according to the Bhagavatam. You have to understand also that Hinduism is very, by its nature, um, if, at its core, it's very inclusive. And it has very much played itself out that way in, in the world. There are fundamentalist form of Hinduism, obviously, as well, that... Uh, um, maybe maybe less so, but it, but in general, it's been a very inclusive comparatively to the Western traditions, which tend tend to be more ex- exclusive in nature. Hmm. So, um, hmm. so souls and souls in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Tathasta Shakti, uh, they they can they they really. In, in a sense, don't exist independent of the nurture. They enter Brahman, they had to have nurture to get there, and they sit there, and we call it spiritual suicide. So for all intents and purposes, if you want to, con- and if, if you want to continue to talk about an Atma as an individual, even if the Atma in Brahman is an individual, it has no experience in Brahma Sayuja that it's an individual. So it may as well not be. Hmm? Do you understand? But if we want to talk of the as an individual soul, a private realm that's us, that, that we experience the world via or you know as, and it's it's unique, um, so to speak, um, um, then this this. this Atma in Gaudi Vaishnavism is again it's it's as of a nature that lends itself to, to nurture. So Tatasta Jiva. This is one kind of soul, right? In Gaudi Vaishnavism. Hmm. And um of course 
that's not complicated enough, there are other kinds of souls, which is what your, your question's about, right? And so what are the other kinds of souls? Well, we're given two basic divisions here, and, and as per your question, right? There's the Tatasta Jivas, like ourselves. Now, because we can live on either side, there are some that are here. We call them Buddha Jivas, conditioned by Maya Shakti. And then there are Nitya uh, Mukta Jivas. Nitya Muktas and Nitya Buddhas. Those who are bound from a time without beginning and those that are uh, unbound. Hmm? Perfect. Nitya Siddha. And, and, and amongst those who are unbound, some are unbound from time without beginning and some became unbound within time and space by Sadhu Sangha. Hmm? So two types of Nityasiddha Tathastas, right? One type of uh, Nityabhada Tathasta. Hmm? But these are all Tathasta Jivas. Just, we're just talking about the, the Tathasta feature and the fact that some are influenced by Maya Shakti, some influenced by the Sarup Shakti, right? So... So we call them sadhana siddhas or kripa siddhas or nitya siddhas. We're referring to tatasta jivas. Hmm. That just refers to the fact that they can be thrive in that environment that is called the surup surup shakti. It means it means the shakti power, just like just like we as persons have powers by which we do things, accomplish things. So Bhagavan has powers by which he accomplishes his purposes. Hmm? And the basic term for this is the, the Srup Shakti, or the internal energy. So it's it's working only for his 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 his, his pleasure, manifesting, anticipating, is uh, creating uh, uh, variegated, transcendent uh, um, Ananda. So so. There are, besides the Tatasta Jeevas, and a second type of soul that's constituted exclusively of that internal energy. Hmm? And the reason for that, why there are two kinds of souls? So the reason for that is that in order for Bhagawan or Brahman, the Absolute, to be differentiated, to have variety, qualities, leelas, to be what's an example of a uh, equality or a differentiation, um, the son of Yashoda, the friend of Subal, the lover of of Radha, within Golok, let's say, right? These are differences. Hmm. In order for him to the absolute to be any of those things there has to be a mother there has to be a Yashoda there has to be a Sudal or a Sridham there has to be a Radha right hmm? so so 
you can't have a Krishna without Radha. You can't have Krishna, Yashoda Nanda, without Yashoda. Without the Vatsalya, without the Vatsaki, without the Madhurya. Hmm? And these are different uh, influences of that uh, Swarup Shakti. Hmm? So we say, Nityasiddha Krishna Prem Sadhika Banoi. Prem, embodied, personified as different devotees hmm, with fraternal feelings, parental feelings, romantic feelings for the Absolute, have a corresponding object, which is the personality of God. Who makes who? Does Radha make Krishna or does Krishna make Radha? In other words, without Radha, you cannot have Krishna. Hmm? Without Krishna, you can have Radha. They're, they're interpenetrating rea- reality. Hmm? So when, we, when we're talking about the souls that are constituted of the Sarup Shakti, we're really talking about Bhagawan himself, so to speak. Hmm? Him and his Shakti. Let's say, for example, you, you, you as a person have Shakti by which you do things. But let's say you had the power to just have a, an emotional experience and then just personify it and have a relationship with it. Hmm? Now, we can't exactly do that. We do that to some extent. We, we have a feeling and then we find a person we think corresponds with that feeling. <laughs> then we have a relationship with them. <laughs> it's kind of a crude way of doing what Krishna does without thinking about it, you know. Um, friendship and there's Balaram, hmm? Hmm. for example. But it doesn't happen in time, of course. But in other words, by his Shakti, hmm? everything about him is, is 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 taking shape. In fact, he's taking shape. Hmm? Because you take away a shakti, it becomes the in, in undifferentiated Brahman. Hmm? Hmm? So, now we can't serve that purpose. We can't serve that purpose as Tatasta Jiva. Why? Because we're Tatasta. Which means, as I said earlier, we can be influenced by the Maya Shakti. Hmm? So if Krishna's individual form, qualities, pastimes hmm, is dependent, as I'm saying it is, on another soul constituted of his Shakti. If that was constituted of his Tatasta Shakti, then there's the chance that it could go away. Right? Because that Tatasta Shakti could be influenced by the Maya Shakti. Hmm? Then what? If Krishna's mother could be influenced by the Maya Shakti and came under Maya, then is Krishna, he doesn't have a mother anymore. How can he be Yasoda Nandan? You understand? Now, it's true that the Tasta Jivas can come under the Sarup Shakti and function like the Sarup Shakti, but the Sarup Shakti has to be there for that to happen. So you can't take the Sarup Shakti out of the picture and have Krishna, Krishna Leela, Krishna... God's form, whether it be Krishna or Narayan or... Hmm? Hmm? I've given an example of the fire and in this example the Sarup Shakti is like the heat and the light. Hmm? You can't, you know, the, yeah, the, the spark has heat and light, but I mean, <laughs> you can't just take the heat and the light out of the fire and have a spark there and it's going to be the same thing, right? 
Hmm? The sparks can be influenced by smoke, diluted, right? So, hmm? but the fire can put out unlimited sparks and heat and, and, and smoke and 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 still have heat and light. Hmm? If it's fire, right? So, so the, I was just speaking about the kind of ontological necessity for the swarup shakti and therefore for another kind of why, why they have to be different kind of souls but this is what we're answering you follow hmm? and this is a, this is a, a major theological point within Gaudiya Vaishnavism that's um, that's that's uh, addressed in considerable detail in the Bhagavad Sandarbha hmm? Jiva Goswami drawing as he does primarily from the Bhagavatam and so forth to establish this um, um, feature hmm? of the, the absolute. It's like the moon and its shine and its glow. Hmm? And we find in the trance of Vyas described in the Bhagavatam, he experienced that. Hmm? Along with the Jeevas and Maya and the remedial measure, Bhakti, which is the influence of that glow and so forth. Hmm? Um, so, by the in 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 this Srup Shakti that that it kind of sheds light on on, on Bhagwan and and makes as I've sometimes said he was everywhere move it's very powerful if you study the Bhagavatam carefully you know you you you'll find out it's not about how powerful Krishna is it's about how weak Krishna is. That's what the Bhagavatam is about. What an extraordinary theological book. The Weakness of God. This is our main book, our main scripture. How weak is God and how to take advantage of it. <laughs> That's what the book's about. Uh, ostensibly, it's about how powerful Krishna is. And, you know, I've given an example. He's lifting the Govardhan hill with one finger, his little finger. It's pretty powerful. Hmm? But. It's not having much influence on his friends who think, I don't, I don't think you're doing a good job there. And so they put their own sticks up to hold it. Hmm? Right? So that power, that's a pretty powerful manifestation of his majesty. That powerful mad manifestation, of display of majesty before his friends, for example, in Sakya Prem, has no power to displace them from their thinking that you're just like one of us. Hmm. And you at least throw that mountain over into Sridham's arm hand for a minute and we'll massage your hand. Hmm. They say it like that. Hmm. Just for a minute, throw it into Sridham's hand. He, he's stronger than you anyway. And then we'll massage that hand. Then you can pick it back up again if you want to be, you know, to be a hero. Hmm. Something like that. So the, the point is that, that the prem, this is just one form of prem, Sakya prem, or Madhurya prem, or Vatsalya prem. I mean, Mother Yasoda was successful in tying up Krishna. Hmm? He had, we say he allowed it to happen, but he had to allow it to happen. Hmm? And this is Krishna. How tall is an Arjun tree? As tall as an Arjun tree is, that's how deep its roots are. Did you know that? So the Arjun tree, its roots go down, straight down, as deep as a tree is tall. If a tree has roots that go more like a redwood or a pine, that go like sideways, well, they fall down, right? 
You ever see the pine tree fall down around here? Like all the time, you know. Yeah. But if the roots go straight down and deep, then that tree's not going to fall over very easy. That's the tree that Krishna was tied to, hmm? or, or that, he, that he wedged the mortar that he was tied to between and pulled down, right? Now, that has to be a pretty powerful person to do that, right? Right? So that's a display of Krishna's extraordinary power. He pulled, uprooted the Arjun tree. Hmm? But if you're paying close attention, you may notice that the ribbon from Yashoda's hair that she ultimately tied him to the mortar with didn't break. <laughs> how, how powerful is that then? Hmm? You would think, well, you know, okay, maybe strong, but the bruin's going to break before the trees are going to fall down. No, the trees fell down and still he remained tied up. Hmm? She tried to tie him with a rope and get more rope and more rope. And it's always two inches too short. Finally, she just took from her hair her ribbon, tied it in. We say he allowed her to tie, but he couldn't. He, he had no. He had no choice in the matter, really. That was her prem, the power of prem. So you see, the Bhagavatam is about the power of the prem, and the, the weakness of Krishna, who is susceptible to the power of prem. He is God overwhelmed by prem, which of course is a manifestation of his this sarup shakti, his internal shakti. He's, he's, he's kind of made out of that. He, he's shaped by that. It gives him shape and form. And, and he's constrained by it, hmm? if, you, if you can call it that, hmm? to be constrained by love. Tie me up. It's okay. Right? <laughs> if I can be constrained by love, I, I, I'll take it. Yeah. Something like that. So this is a very extraordinary theological uh, point. And you have to... You have to Look the Bhagavatam very carefully. This is what's being said here. Hmm? Makes it different from every other Purana, every other scripture, and so forth. It's about how weak Bhagwan is, and he's weak. <laughs> and Prahim is very, very powerful, hmm? very powerful. So those Atmas, if you will, that are constituted of this Srupa Shakti, Vishwana Chakrati Thakur says they have. Anadi Siddha Samskar for Bhakti. They have, without beginning, perfect tendencies to move only for the pleasure of Krishna. Rupa Goswami calls them Ragatmikas, whose, whose rag, passion, uh, is inborn in them. So they're different than the Tatasta Jivas. We, we're, we said we're kind of like of a nature that lends itself to nurture. We could go this side, we could go that side. They can't go either way. They, they go, they're going just one way. They're a one-way one way street, one-way ticket. Hmm? Right? Hmm. They only function in one, they only move in one direction for the pleasure of Krishna. Hmm. And therefore, they're suitable examples to follow. In the footsteps of. That's what the Rag Bhakti is about. Hmm? That Prem that is eternally existing, thank God, hmm? our ideal should be eternal. We don't want an ideal that's temporary. We got them all day long. <laughs> we, right? We're sorting through them all and we're looking for one that lasts. Hmm? 
if we find one that lasts, and then we find later, actually it doesn't, it might not last, then we throw it out. Hmm? That's why we're here. We're looking for a comprehensive solution to the problems, and that we can't, we can't, we cannot be satisfied with a world that doesn't endure. Hmm? That's 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 our problem. Hmm? That's what we're like. Hmm? We have this in common. Hmm? So don't think that 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 Vaikuntha is a place where imperfection has any any bearing, any influence. You could. That, just, that perfection could be subject to imperfection is not perfection. Hmm? Perfection should be such that it can correct imperfection. Not that it can be imperfected, otherwise it's it's not it's not perfect. Right? So that prayam is eternally perfect and it's it's embodied as Yasoda, as as Nanda, as uh Stoka Krishna, Sridam, Subal, Arjun as Radha, Chandravali, Lilita, Vishaka, Upamanjari, hmm? for example, right? As as Krishna's friends, the Radha Gopal, the principal, you have eight principal gopis, you have twelve principal gopals. Hmm? Uh, through the oral tradition, uh, it's in in Braj, it's thought um, by many that the Astasakis eight principal gopis and the Dwarasa Gopals, the twelve principal boyfriends of Krishna, are all from Vrishabhanu Raja's side of Braj and are extended members of his family. There's uh Rishabhanu has some places he's described as three brothers, some places described as four brothers. They're all Banus, Ratnabanu, Subanu Banu, Bishabanu, so forth. So um, then they have children, like Ratnabanu. He's the father of um, uh, Sudama Gopa. His younger sister is Rupa Manjari. Radharani is the da- is the daughter of Bishabanu, and uh, her uh, uh, brother is. Sridam. Hmm. When Radha sees Krishna and says, Sridam, have you seen Radha? Subal goes, um, that's his sister. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, there's the idea that all of these principal gopis, Asta gopis, are all members of the Banu family and the Dwarasa Gopal. So you have 12 boys and 8 girls. And there can be unlimited more. But those are the paradigmatic figures. Just like when Gopu Kumar in Brihad Bhagavatamrita becomes Sarup and enters into into Goloka as a, in fraternal love. Hmm? He's just getting there and trying to you know, figure it all out and so forth. And Krishna puts him under the care of of Sridam says go home with him so he goes home he's in so he's entered into that family there's room there's, there are certain people are mentioned they're just like this, the, the, these books like Radha Krishna Gonadesh Deepika for example describing associates of Radha and Krishna and Braj and this is just like a table of contents 
you know, to the whole affair, right? Hmm. These are just talking about personifications of bhavas, and these bhavas have uh, they they can manifest in unlimited ways for the pleasure of Bhagawan. Just like in Vaikuntha, Mir Bhagavatamrita describes those in Dasyarasa, Rasa in Vaikuntha, they can change their shape. They don't change their bhava, but they can change their shape in order to serve relative to the moment. If they see Narayan and, and they, they, they understand he wants to hear a beautiful song, they turn into a bird and make a song. Hmm. Their bhava remains the same, but they can change the shape. Hmm. So this bhava changes can manifest in different shapes. Hmm. And those shapes are kind of inherent in, in the in the sroop of Bhagwan. Hmm. Potentials. Yours is there. Hmm. So that according to either the influence and then the culture that you follow that influence by, then then uh, a, a form will manifest from the Sarup Shakti that just that just is the is the very form of the love that you've been cultivating. Take a shape. Hmm. So you might say, well, I thought the form was eternal, but it has a beginning. The bhava is eternal, and the eternal is showing itself in different forms. Hmm? And so there's new leelas, too. Hmm? There's new leelas, but they're all always there in potential. And the Srupa Shakti is manifesting appropriately according to different time and so forth. You follow me? Hmm? It's just an amazing idea. <laughs> so... There, there, there. So there's, there's a good reason for this different souls, if you will. But those Dvaras, you asked about the Dvarasikopals. You said Gadadhar Pandit is this internal energy, right? In the Panchatattva, Shivas represents the, the Tatasta Shakti hmm? in, a, in, a, in a Siddha form, in a purified, right, perfected. So the question is, is, is there other, other Gadadhar Pandit, you know? It sometimes it's mentioned Jagadananda, who else, and how far does that go, and, and so so. Yes, all the Duadasago Pauls, these are manifestations of the, of the Sarup Shakti. Hmm? Nanda, Yashoda, and Vatsaliras, and other paradigmatic figures whose, whose names you can, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they stand out. They, 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 they've, been, they've been mentioned in the sacred texts. Hmm? Or maybe from internal meditative experience they, 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 I mean they, even in the sacred text that's where they come from but you could take it from the text or you might have experience and so forth and uh, and so the Leela narratives include different names different persons sometimes but some of them are obviously repeating and standard and whatnot, and they're like uh, the, the Parshadas eternal entourage of Bhagawan that makes him the complete, so to speak, Rasaraj, so that there's the possibility of all these different relationships and everybody else can come in and enter into one of those uh, divisions of Vatsalya, Madhurya, Sakya, and so forth. Which means we as the Tathasa Jiva are coming, are imbued with the Sarup Shakti. We still remain, we're Tathasa Shakti, but we're imbued with the Sarup Shakti. So what does that mean? It, 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 it means... For all intents and purposes, you function just like the Srupa Shakti. 
Because you are, what you are includes the nurture, influence. That's the way it is you. You say, well, sounds like I'm not the body because the body is the sarup shakti and I'm the tatasta shakti. But the way to look at it is that, that as a tatasta shakti, you have the capacity to love. And if you get to come in touch with the object of love and the influence of love, seen in others for that object and, it, and you imbibe that hmm, then uh, it, that takes a shape hmm, by the influence of the Sarup Shakti and of course the Sarup Shakti and the Jiva Shakti are both Chit their consciousness matter is Achit hmm. so when you say we're not the material body we're talking about the difference between the subjective and the objective Right? Hmm. When we're talking about the Sarup Shakti and the Jeev Shakti, we're talking about two different souls, not souls and matter. Right? So, so there's a, there's a, um, there's a difference in having a body constituted of Sarup Shakti and having a material body. We could say you're not the material body. We could say you are the, the body of, the, of, 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 of uh, uh, a uh, uh, player in the drama of Krishna Leela. Hmm. Even though it's constituted of Sarup Shakti, you're imbued with it and fully under its influence. And, and, and it, it is coming to it's made ingress, so to speak, into your into your life, and now that's playing itself out fully. So, different souls. Do you follow? Yeah, that that kind of answers your question, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting, fascinating topic. Hmm. But it's, it's you see, it has all kinds of philosophical implications if you, if you think about it, right? You start thinking about you know, where does bhakti come from? What's the nature of the spiritual world? And all these things. Important to know. Once you get these tattvas down, then these crazy ideas that sometimes come up that arise from not comprehensively looking at the theology, they, then they stick out like, oh, that's not, that doesn't fit there. Hmm. So, if so you want to go there, you kind of got to get here. You head into it a little bit, you know. You don't want to go there and be a spectator. Right? If you want to go to a foreign land, you want to kind of go and integrate and not look white or whatever, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, you, know you don't want to go live in the five-star Hilton, you know, in Vrindavan or something like that. You want to, you want to walk barefoot on the park ground, you know, and, uh, and so on. So you want to get oriented to enter that world. Otherwise, you might might go there and not go there really. That kind of. I'm sorry, so Chidhar, you had a follow-up question. Yeah, so what's the functional difference then between Brahman and Shamana Brahman and Sandini Shakti? And Sandini Shakti? Well, um, Brahman is Satchitananda. And Krishna's Swarup is Satchitananda. Hmm? In a big way. We can say we are Satchitananda. Anu, in an atomic way. 
But the Sandini Shakti is a is a is an an um, an element of the um, Srup Shakti. It has three constituents. Let's say Sandini, Sambit, Ladini. So you have this internal energy, the Srup Shakti, and then it has three. Um, features or influences. We use these terms, Sandini, Samvit, Ladini. What do they mean? They mean existence, cognizance, and uh, ecstasy. What does Satchitananda mean? It means existence, cognizance, and ecstasy. But we use different terms when saying the same thing about Krishna's Sarup Shakti from what we the terms we use to even talk about his form or ourselves. Right? So there's Krishna and Krishna Shakti, right? Krishna's internal Shakti. They're one and different interpenetrating and so on and so forth. But when this sarup shakti actually exp- is expresses itself hmm, then it creates so to speak a possibility for bhagavan that didn't exist previously hmm, for interacting with that shakti sometimes examples given as the sugar is sweet but it can't taste itself you need someone else to taste it, something like that. I mean, the analogy only goes go so far. Hmm? Um, so Bhagavan, all the Shakti is inherent in him, but unless it's expressed, so to speak, externally, he can't interact with it. Hmm? Right? So when he exp- when that Srup Shakti is expressed, like, and the one becomes two as Radha and Krishna, then the, uh, the, the, the bliss and the love of Bhagavan is in, potential is increased many-fold. Hmm? So, in one sense, we use the word Haladini to distinguish from Ananda. Hmm? Sandini, which means existence, to, to differentiate from, from Sat. We have Asat, things that are here today and gone tomorrow. We have Sat, which just means it exists. There's one thing that exists, right? It's pretty far out. Don't make don't make light of it. Because everything around us, including our bodies and brains, are not going to exist. They're in the process of not existing, so to speak, right? From the day they're born, we're born, they're, they're, they're leaving. They're, uh, they're on their way out, right? So that which is eternal, real, in all circumstances, wow, that's a big difference between everything around us, everything that we see in the objective world. And we're a unit of that realness. Wow. Hmm? But it's such a big thing to differentiate between that which is, in this term, real, and that which is unreal, that which exists in all circumstances, and that which is just an appearance. 
Hmm. Just like your dreams are kind of like an appearance. Oh, you can maybe if I had a bad dream last night, it'll get over it. You know, in a little while it's gone. And, okay. Because hmm. it's, it's so it's because it's so temporal compared to your waking state. So we don't give it a lot of credence. It doesn't really, you know, it it just fades away. And so well, the whole world's like that, right? Just take it another step. Hmm? So how much more real, how much more are you invested in your waking state than your dream state? Hmm? If you lose money in your dream state, well, you don't have to get too worked up over it. But if you lose it in your waking state, you got a problem. You got right? You got to you got to do something about it. You know, you 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 can't rest. You know, until you solve the problem. You can't go back to sleep and dream you're rich. You know, and that won't work even if it did. You know, so it's so so that how just to take this for how unreal then and how ephemeral are all of our waking state ups and downs, problems, and so forth, in light of the fact that we are a unit of eternity. Hmm? That's, so it's incredible to think about. So therefore, Sat is huge. It's like, wow, that's a big, big thing. You know. However, just to exist, just to be in all circumstances, if we want to take it further, is is one thing. As, as extraordinary as, as that is, in relation to not being or the temporal, what the Sandini refers to is an existent sot that's a, that's of a special nature. Hmm? Now it's it's not only it's not only existing, but it's a variegated existence. Hmm? So that existence, we, we're a unit of an atma, so we're just a unit of existence. Okay. Hmm. But but Bhagavan Krishna is a unit of all times of is existing with qualities. His form is constituted of Sandini Shakti. It's a manifestation of the Sandini Shakti. Do you understand? The form of Krishna, the qualities of Krishna. So it's a special existence. We can say there is. Sattva, you can use the term sattva for, to refer to existence also, sattva. And then suda sattva. You're going to misra sattva, a mixed existence, interacting with the temporal. Suda sattva, pure existence, I exist. And then vishuda sattva, what's that? Vishuda, some special type of existence. So, so this refers then to the to the dom, the abode, the forms that uh, and qualities and and, and and so forth. This is this is Balaram's real work, you know. Also, he's there as the Vishnu's manifesting the 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 the, the field of activities here, the chetra, the field. Mm-hmm. But also the, on the other side, therefore, Krishna does says sankarsana karna toyishai. He's manifesting the, this, all the dhams and and the material world and so forth. Uh, so that's he and he presides over Sandini Shakti. Hmm.
He's the deity that presides over the Sandini Shakti. Yeah. It said when when Krishna killed Dana Kasur, uh, that that it, that it was no big deal, because when Balaram did, because he is the whoop and the wharf of the of material existence, like a woven cloth, with goes up perpendicular, uh, vertical and and uh, and horizontal and. Uh, he's in the fabric, the very fabric of existence is him. Hmm? What is it for him to kill some mule, you know? <laughs> Mule-headed jackass like Denu Kasura, right? Hmm? An Asura uh, Denu, not a common Denu. Hmm? So, uh, so, uh, so this same thing holds true. There's a likeness between the Atma and Brahman. There's a likeness. Therefore, there are so philosophies amongst Vedantists that Atma and Brahman are one. Atma and Brahman are one. The goal is to merge Sayuja with Brahman. Hmm? So that's kind of like Sudasattva, pure existence. It's just existing. Sometimes I say, to love to exist, that's Brahma Suja. I'm loving it. Hmm? I don't have to. The reason I'm not loving to want to send another my present existence is because I got to work to make it happen, and it's and even if I work, it's not going to happen. Ultimately, it's going to fall apart. I'm going to I'm going to build it, and that sandcastle is going to be washed away by a wave that could come at any time. What am I doing? I'm building sandcastles, right? That's all. Hmm. So if we're going to build them, we should build them with some, you know, further-reaching vision, so that we're not our hopes and, and everything is not invested in those, because that's the recipe for for suffering. We've got to learn how to use those to help us hmm? attain real estate in in a land where there's no death to go there, right? <laughs> so, so if I can get if I can get uh, free from all this effort, hmm? struggle to to survive hmm? and try to maintain my existence, my form. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a disappearing act, you know, in progress. That's I could get free from. That's, I could love that. That's pretty good, you know. So the love to exist. It's some kind of ananda in a very kind of. Um, minimal kind of abstract sense loving to exist like a relief Hmm? like that moment when you found out you know you don't really have cancer it was somebody else's file you know the doctor and everything so just that 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 moment to live in that moment of just relief Hmm? It's like if you you're nauseous and, and finally you could vomit. You go, oh, that feels good. Now I feel good. So that's Brahma Sahuja. I don't think you want to go, <laughs> go there. Krishna, you won't have to vomit again. That's that's fair enough, you know. So, but but uh, it's just a big relief. So so there's Ananda there. Hmm? There's Sat there. Hmm? There's Sandini there. Or, or, or excuse me, uh, uh, some, uh, chit, sat chit, ananda. Hmm? But just like the ananda 
it's just relief. So the sat is also just not like the sandini, which is now this existence potency creating for the pleasure of Bhagawan an existence of Chintamani, Dham, Kamdenu, Kalpabriksha, extraordinary Giraj Govardhan, Jamuna, and this all is, uh, uh, you understand? This is the difference between Sandini and Sat of Brahman, the Sandini of of the, uh, creating the Vaikuntha planets, making the differentiation, hmm? taking that stuff, so to speak, and like making it into things, you know, that are eternal, the clay, so to speak. It's all very, very, very fascinating. <laughs> so, what else? What's the time? 7.20? Yeah, I mean, that's the opposite. So, loving to exist is one thing. Existing to love... That's another thing. So Golok Vaikuntha means existing to love. And Brahmatsa means loving to exist. So when you exist to love, then um, then and the more you're existing to love, the more the love is is the driving factor in the equation, hmm, then the less knowing that is required and the less in one sense, uh, space or facility that's required. That's why, for one, in one sense, Kolok is depicted as rural, simple, hmm, rather than palatial and uh, uh, like Vaikuntha. Hmm, live in a really cool place. Live on the planet of God. Wow, that sounds far out. Instead of, we're, we're not interested in Samipya or Salokya live on the planet of God. We're going to live in a village and you're going to have to make curd and churn butter and stuff like that. you got to work. Hmm? It's not like Vaikuntha. Hmm? But it's a loving, loving, Ananda is the main feature there. Therefore, Jairade, Jairade. Hmm? Hmm? Radha, Vrindavane, Vane. This is the Matsya Purana says, Radha, Radhe, Vrindavane, Vane. Hmm. Love, she presides there. Just her name, they write her name on every tree, right? Hmm. Radhe, 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 Vrindavaneshwari, Radhe, Ki Jai. Hmm. So she's Mahabhav Swarupini. Hmm. So the more the love, you can say, I sometimes give an example, well, if you, if you love someone, you could live in a cave, you know, it uh, wouldn't matter. You can deal with anything. If I've got you, if we got one another, we can deal with anything, whatever it is. We don't need a big house. That's okay. You got fired. It's okay. We still got one another. Right? Right? <laughs> so, you know, so the, 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 the need for space or accommodation, the, the existence is, 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 is less of a factor. And you don't need to know anything. Hmm? You've got this. But at the same time, 
that Goloka is depicted as a as a small place, hmm, a rural place, an unknowing place. They're uneducated. They're just cow people. They don't know the Vedas and it would appear and so forth. They love Krishna. And and if you look carefully at it, you see that the loving existence and the knowing that that functions within that love is the highest knowing, and it is the high, the, the most the most accommodating existence. The love makes the 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 the, the, the um, without an overt display, existential display, so to speak, of accommodating. Wow, you know that's a what a great house. I want to buy that one. You know, here you go. You can live behind a tree over here with your friend you know with your, with your lover it's like that but 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 when when there was the debate in Chaitanya Charitamrita in Rathyatra between Sarup Damodar and Srivastakur Sarup Damodar taking the position of Lita Gopi and and Srivastakur taking the position of Nard by Kuntha which place was more opulent hmm? than Srivast Lost in Narada one, or excuse me, and uh, Sarup one. Goloker premodhan, harinam sankirtan. The dhan, the wealth of that place is his prem, and that cannot be compared. It's love. It's the richest place. Sometimes just to make that point, it's sometimes described as being opulent and palatial and so forth. Just to just to make that that point. Although overriding, it's it's rural. It has to be rural in comparison to by to by Kuntha. So to love, to to exist, to love. This is a big, big idea. Mm-hmm. Much bigger than to than to love to exist. Mm-hmm. Right, the difference between Sat and Sandini and so forth. Yes. Is loving to exist present within existing to love? Uh, yeah, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Because as much as the loving to exist is about being free from the threat of non-existence, certainly there's no threat of non-existence in Goloka Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. No threat of falling from there or anything of the sort. So it's, it's a small factor. Mm-hmm. That is included in it. That's mm-hmm. it's 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 never going to end. So the problem mm-hmm. that that made sat like the relief mm-hmm. that, that, that relief exists, but you not only found out you didn't have cancer, but you you went outside and got into your had a party <laughs> like that. Called your friends. <laughs> Let's celebrate. Something like that. Yes. Could you say maybe that you love to exist so you could exist a lot? I don't know. I was just thinking. That well, philosophically speaking, yes. I mean, obviously, we, as I said before, we, we all he- are here for one reason, is that we want a goal that's eternal, right? So we have that in common. We can't really be comfortable with an existence that, that doesn't endure. This is a sattvic 
influence that we have in our lives. So we 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 we, we are we are um, striving to exist, loving to we we we. we uh, so your question is: Can you love to exist in order to exist to love? Yes, but the way in which we do that, so to speak, you're going to start at the top. This is our goal. We want to exist to love. We want what Goloka is. And we know in the context of that, it also is included, we want a love to exist. We want an existence that's, 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 that's not temporary. So, we, you know, we're working on one, and we know that the other is going to come into view at a certain point and it's 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 a you know it's a perk <laughs> it's part of it right the big part of it that the love that you will have it will be eternal you know okay it goes together right so such it ananda sandini sambit ladini sandini sandini it's also sat so yeah we want that too, but we don't want that alone. That's the point. We see it in context. Hmm? So, sure, we can say, I'd like to be freed from material desires so that I can love Krishna. And then there's something to be said for this type of perspective within sadhana bhakti. Sadhana bhakti is, 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 is based on um, the pursuit of Sharnagati, growing one's faith, controlling one's mind, senses, cleansing the cleansing the heart, and so forth. So you you, you want to do all those things, get rid of the negatives, and come out unscathed, unfet, un, unfettered by by matter, but with something kind of like on the way. You know, I say I've got to go there. You know, I've got to get to the building before I can like walk up the stairs. So I get, you know, something like that. Hmm. So, all right. So some kirtan. <laughs> 